You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. Welcome to the Baby Your Baby podcast. I'm Holly Menino, and we are talking post-maternity leave, basically tips on going back to work after having your baby. We have an expert here with us, of course. Nurse Danny is here from Intermountain Moms to break down what we need to know before we start that first day of work after maternity leave. Danny, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You are an expert in so many things pregnancy. How do you feel about post-maternity leave and coming back? Well, some of the things we're going to talk about today, I learned by personal experience Mm -hmm. because we're both working mothers and we've experienced this ourselves and other things have come from being a nurse. So I think it's rough. When you go back, it's really hard to leave your baby, your brand new baby with someone else. But if you can trust the person that you're leaving them with, it makes all the difference so you can go to work and focus during the day. And know that they're safe and protected and happy mm-hmm. little people mm-hmm. while you're not there. Because we know, yes. of course, mom and dad are best, but you do need a little bit of help. A lot of times you do when you're working mom and you're going back to work. So let's break it down. Who are you going to leave your baby with is probably one of the most stressful aspects of going back yes. to work. Yes, and you need to start thinking about this when you get pregnant. Do you want to have them stay home with you or do you or do you want them to stay at home with the caregiver or do you want them to go to a facility? Because mm-hmm. if you want them to go to a facility, you need to start looking around and get on a waiting list. A lot of them have the good ones have waiting lists. And so if you get yourself on at the beginning of pregnancy, then hopefully your turn is up by the time you've gone through the pregnancy and maternity leave. What do you need to consider when choosing a daycare? There's a lot of things to consider. Proximity to your home, how much it costs, um, what's the caregiver to child ratio, do they offer education or not. I also think it's good to ask them about their um, cleaning techniques Mm -hmm. and what their sick policies are all about because those things are important too. Right. Okay, once you've picked a daycare, get to know them. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you've signed up with them, they may have, uh, you may have the ability to drop them off for an hour or two while you're still on maternity leave. It's an opportunity for you to have some me time or go run some errands and for the baby to get familiar with the caregivers and the environment before you're leaving them for an entire day. That is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Get them used to before your first yeah. day back to work. Okay. And you, if you have an opportunity to leave yeah. them for a couple of hours, right. it's gonna make it easier when you have to leave them for the entire day. Yeah, that is a good way to ease into it mm-hmm. and a good way to ease into the separation. Yes. Okay, pros and cons of daycare. You've got a downside and a pro, and I like these both. So one of the downsides is illness because kids are exposed to a million germs mm-hmm. and our immune systems, um, this is kind of how they work in a, in a simple form. When an intruder invades our body, it builds up an army and that army is on reserve for the next time the intruder is introduced into our body. But the first time we meet it, there's no army to fight it, so we get sick. The second, third, fourth time, there's an army to kind of nip that in the bud and so we don't get very sick or if, you know, maybe not at all. So kids, as they're exposed to all of these germs during the first couple years of their life in daycare, will be sick frequently. But this just means that later on, when they're in preschool and kindergarten, when they're exposed to those things, they won't be sick. So it's basically like they get sick now or later. Yeah, and Danny, you know, we were talking just before we started recording, and, you know, Hudson, I've had, well, both my kids I've had in daycare since three months because they went back Mm -hmm. to work after maternity leave, and he is in first grade. He has not missed one day of school to illness. He's not even missed a day of school this year. 
he is a health, a really healthy kid. So was he sick during the daycare? He was daycare? super sick during daycare, yeah. though. <laughs> he was. And it's scary because when they're babies, you don't want right. them to get these super scary respiratory illnesses right. at a young age. So that's why it's good to make sure that they clean their toys mm-hmm. well, they have a good mm-hmm. sick policy, and that like maybe someone's coming over to your house and watching your kids. If they're if their kids are sick, it it can affect the reliability of your daycare because you don't want to leave them with other sick children. So that's something to consider as well. Right. And a pro to daycare is they are learning to socialize with other little ones. Yes, and this is so important. Again, this is one of those things that needs to happen now or later. And when it comes time to go to kindergarten and first grade, they'll know how to share time, to share objects, to share caregivers. And they just have fun. They meet little friends and they learn how to talk and get along with others. And those are the skills that you can't, that school doesn't teach, right. but they come as a result of being with ki- other kids. It's important. Okay, I remember, I'm going back to my first day back to work after having Hudson. It was the hardest day. I had so much separation anxiety. Yes, I think it's actually harder for parents than it is for kids. Babies at two to three months of age don't understand object permanence. So that basically means that when you leave the room, they cry because in their little minds, you're not coming back. They don't necessarily know Mm -hmm. that yet. That comes with time and development and opportunities for you to prove to them as their brain develops that you will come back. Okay. So you can actually do this um, in small ways while you're on maternity leave, like leave them in one room while you're doing the dishes so you can kind of keep an eye on them, but Mm -hmm. they'll cry because they can't see you and that's okay. Let them cry for a few minutes while you get some stuff done. Or we talked about like taking them to the daycare or leaving them with the caregiver for an hour or two before leaving for the entire day. But when you do leave them for the entire day, you're probably going to cry more than them. Right. So it's (laughs) going to be harder on mom or dad who's ever dropping off. Most likely mom. Allow yourself a a time or two to cry. That's okay because you're sad. You've been attached. They've Mm -hmm. been attached to your hip literally for the last two or three months. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to leave them. We talked about trusting the caregivers. That's a big piece. But as far as the baby goes, they probably cried for a couple of minutes and then got over the fact you were gone because caregivers are really good, especially right. daycares, at whisking mm-hmm. them away and distracting them. Okay, and I do want to say one thing too. This is, this was not planned this way for us, but it was the way it had to be because of my schedule. I always worked a morning schedule, and so my husband actually did the drop-off. I always do the pickup. It's been that way because I've always worked mornings. So with Hudson and Eva both, I'm already at work. When they're going to school, yeah. and so he, so I don't know if that might be helpful too. Maybe if that's harder for mom to separate, if dad or somebody else could do the drop off. Yeah, and maybe you just need to trust them that they'll take care of things, mm-hmm. and you can pack the bag the night before yeah. and plan ahead mm-hmm. and get everything ready for them, so that you feel like they're going to be prepared and have everything they need to be successful for that drop off. Yeah, that's great. Okay, breastfeeding and pumping. <laughs> how does it all work when going back to work? I know that was a real challenge for me trying to mm-hmm. figure out how to even do it. And it's really important to understand that it is possible to continue nursing even if you work, even if you work full time. You just need to make sure that when you're away from your baby, you're pumping as often as your baby is eating. Mm -hmm. So they're going to need to eat about every three hours or so at that stage. And so the most you want to go four hours in between. And if you can match their schedule, even better. So this may look like um, maybe since you didn't have the luxury of doing this, it wouldn't have worked for you. But if you could wake up and nurse or pump first thing before you go to work, and then your baby's being fed three hours later, you're pumping three hours later. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you woke up at been fed at seven, you're pumping at 10, and then at one, that would mm-hmm. be a good time for a lunch break. Right. And then when, as soon as you pick them up, you can nurse them. Mm-hmm. And you just need to make sure that they will take a bottle while you're gone. 
And what's the trick to that? Is there a trick? How do you get them to take the bottle? <clears throat> so again, this starts on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Have someone else give it to the baby because babies are smart and they know that mom has the real deal. Right. And so they're likely to not take it from you. So if you have dad or another caregiver give the bottle, it will probably go over a little bit better. And if they're not liking it at first, adjust the temperature. That's a big oh, thing. Some babies yeah. are divas. And they it, want it yeah. just right. It comes out of your body at a certain mm-hmm. temperature. It's pretty warm. And so if you're giving them a cold bottle, then that may be why they're refusing it. Sometimes it's the taste because this is another thing you have to explore with your caregivers. Are they willing to give your baby breast milk that you've previously expressed or do they require formula? Breast milk has so many amazing properties, but it also is a bodily fluid. Right. And so it can be a risk to take it into a public place like another daycare center, like a daycare center. And so if they require formula, you need to make sure your baby will drink it. Mm-hmm. So you can get them used to it by even starting half and half. So prepare like two ounces of formula mixed with water as you know directed by the manufacturer mm-hmm. and then add two ounces of breast milk. And so that will flavor, that'll give it a, like a familiar flavor. Mm-hmm. And then you slowly wean them to like one ounce of uh, breast milk and three ounces of formula until they're just drinking straight formula. And you can do all of this on maternity leave yeah. to fit it in as you're doing the other yeah. things. Don't start prepping for this the night before. No, this you need to do in yeah. advance before that first day. Yeah. Okay, talk a little bit about pumping at work and what kind of pump, where to pump, those kinds of things. That's a big and, deal. And women do have rights too yes, in the workforce. Absolutely. So there are actual federal laws stating that I, I actually have it. I want to read it just oh, so good. that everyone yes, knows perfect. what you want are here, what you are entitled to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Employers are uh, have to provide reasonable break time for an employee to express breast milk for her nursing child for one year after the child's birth each time the employee has a need to express milk. And they are also Required to provide a place other than a bathroom that I is like shielded that from view and free from intrusion of coworkers and public. Mm-hmm. So if you're having Important. issues with this with your employer, pull this out and show it to them. Right. You need to be able to pump when mm-hmm. you need to. Yep. And you do not have to do it in the bathroom. There exactly. should be a place provided that is isolated in a way yep. so that you have privacy. Safe and comfortable. You don't have to worry about people mm-hmm. coming in on you. And let's just face it too, If you, the more relaxed you are, the quicker it's gonna go too. Oh, this is so true. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard when you're stressed. If you only yes. have, if you have 15 minutes to have a potty break, eat, and to pump, it can be super stressful. Mm-hmm. Your milk doesn't just automatically nope. flow when you're pumping, and this is another thing you should practice on maternity leave. Get a good double electric pump mm-hmm. and pump a lot to get used to the equipment and the pump and getting your milk to let down. And when you're away from your baby, it doesn't just naturally flow. So this may sound weird to some people, but it helps a lot if you have videos on your phone Mm -hmm. of your baby crying or cooing, because if you cue those up while you're pumping and then just close your eyes and imagine holding your baby close to you, the milk will start flowing. Yeah, your body reacts to those babies. It's a hormone response Mm -hmm. and it needs that stimulation for it to happen. Absolutely. Okay, we're gonna put links to any kind of breast pumps or any recommendations Mm -hmm. or standing you have, because I'm sure, I mean, as a nurse, you know what's best. Okay, what do we need to, else do we need to let our moms know about breast milk when it's going to daycare, serving size, and how long is milk good for when fresh and frozen? I think there's a lot of yes. questions around, you know, we want to keep our baby safe too. How do we do it? 
So you want to make sure that you're, when you're um, expressing the milk that your hands are clean and the mm -hmm. pump equipment is clean and this will require sterilizing them. So this may be boiling them or putting them in the dishwasher. Just making sure all those little parts are taken apart and actually cleaned really well and that they are allowed Sterilized. to air dry so that the water doesn't sit in there and it's certainly not breast milk right. and harbor bacterial growth. Mm -hmm. So make sure everything's clean. And then um, when you're pumping milk and giving it to a baby, there's a few guidelines about how long it's good for. Okay, break so those down for us. If you have freshly expressed breast milk, it's good at room temperature for up to four hours. Okay. It's good for up to four days in the fridge. So remember, fresh and four. Oh yeah, four fresh hours and at four. room temperature, okay. four, out, four days in the fridge. And then if you freeze it, it can be good for up to six to 12 months. But when you freeze it, you just need to just frozen bags work. You don't have to buy the super expensive mm -hmm. bags that are, mm -hmm. you know, exclusively for breast milk. Good freezer bags are good. You just need to make sure you write on there the date and time you pumped. And it's helpful if you put how many ounces are in there too, because you don't want to do thaw or thaw out a ton of milk that you're not going to use and waste a bunch. Yeah. Labels so are good. Usually store it at like in two to four ounce bags. Mm -hmm and then just use the oldest milk first and keep a rotation in your freezer. Oh yeah, and then you have a great supply when you are back to work and you still uh -huh. want to feed your baby breast milk. Yep. Okay, let's see, can a bottle of milk be fed to a baby later if they don't finish it? Yes, it can, but um, it, it just kind of depends. You want to make sure that it hasn't been too long. So let's talk about thawed milk first. Okay. So if you're thawing it out, it's good at room temperature only for one to two hours after thawed. And when you're, when you're thawing it, you don't want to put it in the microwave. That's bad. Right. And you don't want to boil it because mm -hmm. both of those can um, burn your baby and ruin healthy properties in the breast milk. So you run it under lukewarm water or you let it sit in a basin of lukewarm water. That's the best way. And you can even pull it out of the freezer the night before and let it kind of thaw out in the fridge and then warm it up by using lukewarm water. And what then, about the bottle warmers, Nurse Danny? You see those bottle warmers mm -hmm. on the market. Are those okay? Um, I would just say be cautious and test okay. them because it could be, you know, if something malfunctioned, it could be like putting it in the microwave and there okay. could be a hot spot in it. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you're shaking it, testing it, and okay. that it's not too warm to the touch to you. If it is, then it could burn your baby. Right. Um, and then um, thawed milk is good for up to 24 hours in the fridge. So if you've previously thawed it, you can save it for a day. Mm -hmm. And then it just can't be refrozen okay. and thawed again. Kind of like food too. Yeah, when you, think you, about shouldn't, food, you shouldn't take it out food. and use it again. Right. Yep. And then if the baby doesn't finish the bottle, then you can give it to them within two hours. But after that, it needs to be discarded. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about planning ahead. And I wanted to ask, is it recommended to go back to work in the middle of the week? Or what do you recommend when, when mom starts heading back to work? Should she pick maybe like the middle of the week instead of a Monday? If you have that option, it could be nice. But not everyone has that option. Mm -hmm. It depends on if you work full time or part time. Along those lines, if you ha if your job may allow you to work from home, talk with your employer about that. And maybe when you go back, you could do like part time home, part time work, and that will allow you to kind of split it up as well. But yeah, going back on Monday morning is going to make you hate Sunday night, it's and so already good. getting your week going may make it a little easier. And what about during that maternity leave and, and expecting sleep when we go back to work after the three months? I mean, what should baby be sleeping and is there a way to get baby on our schedule so that it makes that transition a little bit easier? Great question because you want to be at your best when you're going back and if you've mm -hmm. only gotten two hours of sleep, you're just not going to be, right? Right. <laughs> 
Um, most babies start to sleep through the night between three and four months. Mm -hmm. So if you have a perfect little angel that started sleeping, my, actually my first started sleeping through the night the week before I went back to oh, work. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. So perfect timing yeah. on her mm -hmm. part. But sometimes you're still trying to sleep train them through that third mm -hmm. month. And so that's going to require you to buckle down and be persistent and consistent about sleep training. And that will mean some sleepless nights for you, but it pays off. Mm -hmm. You can get them on a good routine so that they're sleeping when you need to sleep. Yeah, it's important. Okay, what else can we do to plan ahead? Pack bags and plan outfits the night before to kind of help with yeah. that morning routine. And think about all possible scenarios that could go south and make sure you have extra clothes for you, for the baby, burp cloths, diapers, wipes, binkies, bottles, everything that you're going to possibly need and extra. You name it, it can happen when yep. you're getting ready in the morning. One thing that we should do, it's hard for us to do as moms, especially going back to work, but making time for ourselves. We already feel so pulled with work and obligations to our, our babies, but we do need to make some time for ourselves. Absolutely. Think of yourself as a cell phone. We're all, you know, we all know about cell phones and the more apps you open up, the faster the battery drains. And we are the same. And when you go back to work, when you have a baby, it's like opening 50 apps and they're all running at the same time. You go back to work, you just opened another 50 more and your battery is going to drain super fast and you're good to no one if your battery's dead. And it's also kind of like a well. You need to have some water in there so that you can give to other people. And if your well is dry, you don't have anything for your kids and for your husband and for the people in your life. And so you need to take time to recharge. It's Mother's Day this week. You are not selfish to take time for yourself. Yeah. And do that on a regular basis. And maybe it's only for 15 to 20 minutes each day when you don't have much time. But find whatever it is. It could be reading a good book, locking yourself in your room and putting yourself in a timeout. I've done that before. I'm like, you guys don't need a timeout, but I do. And I go sit in my room and just like breathe for a minute. It's better for everyone. Yeah. You're a better mom doing that though. You are. Really. And find something fun that can just like decompress you. Maybe it's going and getting a, a frosty beverage of choice with a friend or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Just make time for you to recharge. Okay, Nurse Danny, such good information. Where can our parents go if they want to ask you questions or need more information from you? Intermountain Moms has a YouTube channel, a Facebook page, and an Instagram page, and you can find me on all three. Okay, and we'll connect those to the, our Baby Your Baby podcast. Nurse Danny, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic you would like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment, and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.